can we make sure our dreams and desires are in line with God's purpose for us? Proverbs 16.1 says, We make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Today on Better Together, Lisa Harper, Havila Cunnington, Melinda Doolittle, and Christy McClellan are joining us. We're looking to the one who holds our future and learning how to follow his lead. Come on, let's talk about it. You know, it's funny when it comes to following God, I think one of the biggest dilemmas we face is the will of God, the plan of God. You know, we kind of use it. I think with our young people, we're like, follow the plan of God so that they like make good choices, right? But ultimately, when we get older, it's like, I have a lot of options. I just want to know what God is in, right? And I remember um, many years ago, I have four boys. If you follow my life at all, I have four boys. I had four kids in five years. It was wild. Um, I said, we, we have stopped having children. We've stopped hugging, kissing, going into juicies. <laughs> we keep it pure. Um, and I had four C-sections in five years. So it was like wild. But in the middle of those babies, I was a, a worship pastor for about eight years. And I always thought I'd be a worship pastor. I like to sing and I play piano and guitar. I love all those things. But I really didn't have the gift to be a worldwide worship leader, to be honest. It was just like, it was great, but I didn't have that kind of wow factor. And 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 to be honest, I think sometimes God actually dims our light in some areas because he wants us to go to somewhere else and kind of grow in an area. And so I was like, I don't know. I'm not really feeling like this is where I'm supposed to be. And the, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about writing Bible studies. But if you followed my life, I'm not uh, an academic person. In fact, I have learning uh, issues. I'm dyslexic. I have reading and comprehension issues. Um, if you were in high school with me, I could not read out loud in high school. Um, you could not read my handwriting in high school, which was a problem because I wasn't going to medical school. And so all those things were a factor for me, but the Lord began to speak to me about writing a Bible study. And so I put the kids down to sleep and I would begin to study. I had about an hour window. And so I would have an hour and I would, I would, you know, pray and, and, and just seek God. I wasn't seeking to write. I was just seeking God. And while I was doing all of this studying and, and, you know, deciding what I was felt like God was calling me to do, I heard the Lord say to me, I, you're going to have to stop what you're doing in order order to pick up the next thing. You're going to have to let go of some things to pick up the next thing. And I heard the Lord say, you're going to have to quit your job at the church. And I, you have to understand, I've been at that church since I was 19. I didn't go to schooling. I did. I had plans to go to England and do a DTS and I had plans to go do that. And I stopped it all to plant this church. And I met my husband and I had these babies and now I'm going to quit the one place that I know I can function in ministry on a consistent basis. And, you know, platform ministry, whatever, not real ministry in real life. But I heard the Lord say, I want you to tell your husband that you want, that you're supposed to quit your job and you're supposed to spend some time to study and really prepare. And so I did the Esther thing. I'll never forget. I came home and I cleaned the house and I made dinner and I lit the candles and, and we had dinner together. And I'm going to tell Ben, my husband, that I'm supposed to quit my job and it's going to change our lives. And I'm supposed to stay home and study and read and write after having these babies. And so I do the Esther thing. I mean, we have dinner, we go for a walk, and on the walk, my heart is beating through my chest. I'm going to tell him, and I chicken out. I'll never forget. I chicken out. I'm like, I can't tell. I don't know how to say this. So the next day, I do the exact same thing. I mean, just like an Esther, I get the meal ready. I'm ready to go. My <laughs> husband comes in. We have the meal. We're on this pathway, and I'll never forget the road that we were at, this little crossroad, and I felt the Lord say, tell him. And so I just, and my husband's not, you know, he's not going to yell at me or be ridiculous. I just, you know, when something's so vulnerable, if someone dismisses it, you just don't know if you can recover. 
just if somebody was to kind of go, I don't know if I see that, you go, okay, so we're on this walk. And I said, you know, I really, you know, I really feel like God might be asking me to quit my job and stay home and study. And I feel like I'm called to just build this part of my life. And he goes, pauses for a minute. And then he says, I could see that. I think you should do that. And I remember just feeling this like, oh, okay, well, let me tell you, that didn't mean that it was no big deal. That meant we had to sell our second car. We had to move out of our house and moved in with friends up into the, a, 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 a little bedroom, two bedrooms with my babies and my husband and I. And the week I moved in, I found out I was pregnant. And so we're living in these people's houses and we have no car. I'm like 16 at my house waiting for my parents to pick me up because my husband's at work. I have all these babies. I'm pregnant and I'm doing what God's called me to do. But I'll tell you what, it was literally within that, that six months, God allowed my whole life to flip upside down. And all of a sudden I wrote my first Bible study, which allowed me to begin to get the word out and begin to wow. grow. And this year alone, we took 25,000 women through the Bible study, which wow. is still mind blowing. So awesome. But I want you to know, I love what Proverbs is saying, which is we have this plan. And my plan was this house and this car and this husband and these babies and my worship career or whatever it is. And God's like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. And it requires a inner leading of the Holy Spirit to say, I can prop up anything, but I want to, I want to go on your lead, which requires me to pull back and surrender and do the hard things well, to, to, to actually take a step back. And I, I just think for so many of us, we kind of high five God. I wanted to high five God and say, I got this. But how much of us, if we really use wisdom, are we going to have to do the hard things? Are we going to have to take a step back and go, okay, God, what is your will? And what does your will require, which is sacrifice to do the will of God? There's been many of sacrifices along the way. But for me specifically at that point, it was that I couldn't do everything. I could do something, but I couldn't do everything. And so I need to figure out how to do that one thing. And so there's many of you watching today that are feeling that. You're like, I know God's called me to do something. And he goes, I'm not going to shove it on the table of your life and you try to figure it out. I'm going to ask you to give up a few things. It's wisdom to remove a few things and figure out what is next. And are you willing to invest the time it requires to build that call and that grace that's on your life, whether it be education, whether it be, I don't know what it is, but just are you willing to make the sacrifice? I honestly, I thought about talking about this, Havilland. I'm so glad that you're bringing up just these plans that we have. And mm -hmm. when I was thinking about talking about my plans, at first I was like, maybe I'll talk about when I really had planned on marrying Will Smith and it didn't, <laughs> didn't do what I wanted it to do, which is fine. But honestly, um, I, was, um, I was a background singer for years. Mm -hmm. It was the best job in the world, and I loved it. And while people were saying, you should be an artist, I didn't want to do it. Like, there was nothing mm -hmm. in me mm -hmm. that wanted to do that. I loved, I'm an introvert. I like being a part of the background, not being up front in front of people, you know, just doing my own thing. And... It was, to me, the best job in the world. And so my plan was to be the best background singer I could be. I thought possibly that at some point I would move to L.A. and start singing for Justin Timberlake, and that would be my path. And so I honestly was working straight towards that. And um, a friend of mine told me to go with him to the auditions of American Idol, and I told him no multiple times. And the only way he got me to go was by saying, you can see all the funny auditioners in person. And 
I literally, like, I'm like, Jesus, you tricked me. Totally. Like, you tricked me because you know me and you know I really like to laugh. So I went because I thought I was going to see the funny auditioners mm-hmm. and ended up making it through. And I called my mom and was like, hey, that was scary. I like singing background. <laughs> I'm not going back. And she's like, I raised you to be a woman of your word. So I guess you're going back. And so I literally like I was kind of forced into this place. And I love what Christy said yesterday about wisdom finding you and seeking you out because I honestly feel like that's what happened. Wisdom kind of tricked me in that moment, you know, just it found me where I was and I did not know what was on the other side of saying yes to that experience and what being an artist would be like and what, um, how God would use that in such a beautiful way. I never imagined it. And I even came home from idol and honestly was still looking to get back into my background singing jobs because I was like, okay, that was cool, but scary. It was a lot. (laughs) And not only did he present that new path to me, but he gave me the grace to weather it. And I think that's what God does when he is showing us, hey, you know, you had this plan. I've got better. And and it may seem hard. It may seem hard, but I'm going to give you the grace for it because this is my plan for you. And I've I've loved seeing him just work with me through this experience. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that we've already covered Will Smith and Justin Timberlake (laughs) today. We're covering a lot of ground. You know, I I can relate so much just to Havila's story without the husband and all the babies because I... I, I'll give you some, Christy. (laughs) I am an only child and I am Captain Safety. I make sure my I's are dotted, my T's are crossed, um, check in the money in my bank account, just very overly responsible. And so taking risk, um, I'm a zero as a risk taker. (laughs) And I had spent 17 years serving on staff at at a local church. And I don't know if y'all have read the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, but when it talks about we must go on and take the adventure that shall fall to us, I started feeling this stirring in my heart, Christy, it's time to take the leap. It's time to take the leap. And I kept saying, okay, Lord, just show me where we're going and I'll take the leap. And then it was silent. And I knew that the (laughs) Lord was saying, I'm getting ready to walk with you in a different way. Um, I want to mature you and we're going to walk some things out together in a way that you've not ever walked. You can't dot all of these I's and you can't cross all of these T's. And what I learned, I'm thinking about it right now, I could actually get teary because tomorrow is my five-year anniversary of taking that leap. And if you would have told me five years ago that I would be sitting here with you all today And a lot of my friends have been asking me, what have I learned over these five years? And I would say that the wisdom of God has shown me this. It looks like a gauntlet until you take God by the hand. That's right. And then it feels like an adventure. That's right. And, you know, I I don't want to run a gauntlet. But I would like to take adventures with the (laughs) living God um, to see the kingdom of God come down to the ground. And, you know, my undergrad degree is in biology. I thought I was going to be a physical therapist many years ago um, because I love sports and medicine. I'm a nerd. And 
and all of this. And I just would have never imagined the plan that God had for my life. I didn't even have vision for it. I could have never built it, constructed it. I couldn't draw it out on a big dry erase board. I've just had to take him by the hand and take the right. adventure yeah. as it comes. And he has been faithful every step of the way. And here I am sitting with you all today. I remember asking a guy once, I was really struggling like y'all with what exactly do I do? I thought kind of the will of God was this one big red X and I was yes. probably going to miss it like a treasure hunt. <laughs> and I asked this guy who's just very, very wise uh, between these two, there were two different ministries I was praying about. And I thought, man, if I go to the wrong one, I'm going to get hives and like, you know, it's going to be horrible. And he said, Lisa, he said, when I came home from work last night, they have three kids. He said, Pam and I asked the kids if they wanted hot dogs, macaroni and cheese or pizza because both of us were exhausted. Neither one of us wanted to cook. And those three choices have the same nutritional value or lack thereof. <laughs> and he said, all three kids screamed pizza. And of course, I'm thinking, did he hear my question? Why well, I asked him a really hard question about the will of God. And I thought, he must just be so tired. He doesn't even, because I thought he's a wise guy. I thought he was going to quote something in Hebrew like Christy does. And he didn't. He started talking about his kids' food choices. And then he said, can you exercise your gifts in either one of these ministries? And I was like, yes, sir. And he said, um, do either one of these ministries have something that you know is not God-honoring? Are they ministries filled with integrity? And I was like, yes, sir. Well, one was based, I won't tell you the city, but it's flat and not super attractive. And the other one was in the mountains. And he said, what does your heart say? And I was like, I, I want to be in Colorado. And he was like, then God bless you. Go to Colorado. Huh. And I was yeah. like, goodness, yeah. it's not necessarily mm -hmm. a red X. If you're in Christ, there are those bumpers. If we're walking toward the Lord, He's not going to let us miss it. I'm not saying life is easy. We live in a broken world. Life can be stinking hard. But there is a flow if you're in step with the Holy Spirit. This week, I I had an experience that was kind of kind of strange. I We were leaving countries. We just got back into the country. We've been out for a couple months. And I got on the plane and I was by myself and I started thinking, okay, I, I think I just need to pray. And normally I sing. I sing for hours on those flights. I just sing to myself. And I um, I started trying to pray and it was just so weird. It was like a train wreck. It was like, like I, I could not put two words together and I have a problem putting two words together anyway. But my prayer... And it was just all of a sudden I started feeling a little guilty that I wasn't praying right. And it just this weird thing that I know the Lord was was doing for me. And I thought, what what in the world? I can't even put a, a prayer together. So this guilt kind of set in. And and then I just started singing this old song and I just started mm -hmm. weeping and I'm sitting there weeping on the plane and God was like, and I just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and him saying, why, why are you struggling? Mm -hmm. why, why are you, this is all I want from you. And I think mm -hmm. we make life so hard in trying to choose the right path and to marry the right person and to do the right thing and to go to the right city and to... And we make it so difficult trying to hear God's voice, trying to when when I believe with my whole heart that if I just 
sit and worship and meditate on how much I love the Lord and how much He loves me. That's, mm-hmm. I think that's the point, mm-hmm. realizing how much God loves us and resting in that place that He will make the path straight. That's right. He said to trust in me, trust in God that's with right. all of your that's heart. Right. That's everything. That that doesn't leave any more trust kind of to place in any other thing except God. Yeah. He says, I want you to trust me with all your heart. Yeah. Don't lean and I'll make your you acknowledge me in all your ways and that's I'll right. make your path straight. Right. Yeah. I will take you. I will shut those doors that that no that's man right. can shut off. Open right. those doors Amen. where no man Amen. can open. And I just believe that if we do that, it's not that life gets simple because we have to trust. And that's the hard part. We have to believe God help our unbelief. But but He'll do that for us. If we rest in Him and we acknowledge Him that, God, You are in control of my life. You make my my path straight. That we we can't miss. I don't believe we can miss our purpose and destiny of our hearts. I totally agree. And it's not like I think sometimes we we have this... um, this caricature of God is like a Coke machine. If, if we put in the right quarter, we'll get out the drink right. we want. That's not at all what we're saying. Not it. We're not yeah. saying it's transactional. It's not yep. easy. Mm-mm. There's a difference between easy and ease. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. are walking with God, life may be really hard. It may be really sad. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, last 18 months have been hard for everybody. So many people have lost lives, livelihoods. I mean, there it's been hard. So I'm not yeah. trying to be Pollyanna, but if you're mm-hmm. keeping step with the Holy Spirit, if you're applying His wisdom to your life, there will be an ease. There will be a peace yeah. that belies your circumstances. Somebody once said it, and it was really eye-opening to me. He said, your identity doesn't change, but your assignment does. Mm-hmm. And I think we've gotten messed up in thinking that our assignment is our identity. I'm a mom. No, my assignment is motherhood at this point. And my kids hopefully will, I will always be a mom. That's who I am. But mothering, that that like, hey, please brush your teeth. Hopefully I'm not doing that in 20 years. I'm going to punch myself in the face. But, you know, the, the assignments change. So Melinda, as a background, or, you know, Christy, as maybe I'm going this direction, or Lisa, maybe I'm going this direction, or Lori. But now it's like, Oh, it's just an assignment. So if the assignment comes Mm -hmm. and goes, my identity doesn't shift. Mm -hmm. I'm not the worship leader who now got replaced and now I'm having an identity crisis. No, no. I'm a child of God. I'm a daughter of God. Everywhere I go, He goes. I'm loved by Him. Whether you like me or not, doesn't really matter. You don't get a vote (laughs) on my value because you didn't, you didn't create me. So we start to really clear, we get clear. And so it's an assignment. And I think when we hold the things that are in our lives with open hands, God can come and take them and it's not so critical. And I always think too, we get stuck in these thresholds of life. Do I go? Do I not? Do I marry? Do I not? Do I get have a kid again? No. Do I spend the money? Do I? And God's like, you guys are just stuck in thresholds. I mean, honestly, this generation and millennials, we love you, but you know, and I've got a lot in my life. There's this fear of I'm going to miss out. So you guys just, it's the swipe life. I'm just going to swipe until I find the right one. Well, sweetheart, I would never have my life if I swiped my things away. I mean, you got to kind of sometimes just choose and say, (laughs) you know what? I got a vision 
right? Yeah. I always say, marry, don't marry the cutest guy in the room. Marry the guy that you can make cute. <laughs> like, no, I'm kidding. But <laughs> that you can, you can find cuteness in them and they're yours. And you know, yeah. you don't want the cutest guy. Then everybody thinks you, yeah. you know, they're cute too. Yeah. So I'm just saying no, simply that amen, we have assignments. Amen. We, we work with what we have. And then also, uh, I would just say this for those that are watching. And I think sometimes we get really confused about what God has for our lives. And I would just give you four things I always mm-hmm. lean into, which is my gifts and talents. If you have a gift and a talent, oftentimes God's giving you an obvious thing going, you can sing, sing, baby. If you can, right. you know, dance, dance. If you can write, write, that's clear on your life. Some of us, it's our pain. You know, like you go, why is all these bad things happen? Because God has allowed things in your life, maybe not divinely orchestrated, but allowed them to happen in a way that we go, you know, I had postpartum depression three times. When I talk about postpartum depression, I'm not talking as if I, well, this is what I would do. I'm saying, this is what I have done. Mm -hmm. So I have an authority in the places of pain and victory that I have. I have a different authority. And then also your, your encounters with God, when God speaks to you, those kind of higher arching mountaintop moments are critical to what God is saying to you. And then lastly, your relationships, covenantal relationships. And this is why relationship is so critical in our lives. When I'm around Lisa today or Christy or you know, different ones, I can, I can now access what they have access to that I don't have on my own. I don't have to have everything together. I don't have to know what's going on in all facets of life. Because I'm in relationship, I now have access to everything they have. If I don't have faith for prayer, you do. If I don't have confidence, God's got me, but you do. I'm accessing it by your faith and by your grace and by your clarity. So if you're trying to figure out God's will in your life, you know, figure out those four areas and see maybe there's an area that you've, you haven't even looked at and God said, I've already set it up for you. Mm-hmm. You know, when you read Genesis to Revelation, the imagery that the living God uses the most to describe him and us is that of a shepherd with his right. sheep. Right. And as one who has had the privilege of watching shepherds with their sheep in the land of Israel for 14 or 15 years, you start to figure out that in these moments of decision for us, when we feel like, oh my goodness, there's a rumbling, I think change is coming. How do I make this decision? All of a sudden as daughters, we can start acting like orphans. Like we have to figure it all out all of a sudden. When the imagery of the Bible, because when we talk about Proverbs, Lisa has said it, it's this collective of Israelite men that gave it to us. But the Proverbs are God's wisdom That's for right. us yeah. as our shepherd. Right. And yeah. I would just encourage anyone today, if you are feeling that rumbling in your spirit, if you feel change on the horizon mm. and you are afraid, you're feeling anxious, you don't quite know what to do, I want to just remind you that you are not an orphan. And you are not the fatherless. And he is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And he's going to see you through this thing, this moment um, in your life. And the encouragement is just to agree to be shepherded. Mm -hmm. We don't have to figure out all those paths, all those eras. We just need to agree to allow him to shepherd us Mm -hmm. through them. And that's a different journey. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. That's so powerful. I love that. You know, he is our good shepherd. And um, I love the phrase, God knew what he got when he got you. So don't be discouraged. He's not afraid of what he got when he got you. He knew exactly what he was getting. And he knows exactly what, I mean, I would almost just want to speak to your heart. Like Christy was saying, 
God's got you. He is not going to fool you. He's not going to withhold from you. He's not going to teach you through um, withdrawing from you and making sure that you feel pain. God doesn't, mm-hmm. he's not, he's a good father and a good shepherd. And for many of us, um, he really wants to speak to us in the season that he has us, that nothing is hidden from him. It all is going to matter. It's all going to count. It's all going to be worth it. The sacrifice, the tears, the pain, the heartache, it's all going to be worth it. And you have a God that does not look from afar, but he sympathizes. And so for as many of us today, one of the best things we can do to find the will of God is snuggle up to the God that knows and get close to his heart and say, okay, God, what do you have? So I want to pray for you today, wherever you are, whether you're the mom with the toddlers running around or you're the woman who's kind of figured it out and wants to kind of have a restart. I don't know what it is in your life, but what I do know is that God wants to speak to you because he says, my sheep hear my voice. And so I speak to these incredible men and women that are watching today. And I ask God that you would speak to them. You said you that we hear your voice. And so I ask in the middle of this moment, whether they're in the car or they're at home or wherever they are, you would invade their heart and their mind and their spirit. Speak to them to say, I see you. I've got you. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to drop you. I have good and perfect things planned for you. I pray that all of us would take a deep spiritual breath inside of us to say, it's gonna be okay, you've got this. I trust you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name, amen.